Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. It's Saturday. Hopefully, you're being able to, you know, take it easy for a little bit, sleep in or get a nap in or something like that. It's always, I don't know, I consider it always a blessing when I can get a nap in on the weekend. weekends. I used to be able to get naps quite regularly, but now... That doesn't seem to be the case. So perhaps you can get in a nap for me, but enough about naps. (laughs) Today we're going to look at Psalm 129. Still um, looking at the Psalms of Ascent. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me. Let all Israel repeat this. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me but they have never defeated me. My back is covered with cuts as if a farmer has plowed through. But the Lord is good. He has cut me free of the ropes of the ungodly. May all who hate Jerusalem be turned back in shameful defeat. May they be useless as grass on a rooftop, turning yellow when only half grown, ignored by the harvester, despised by the binder. And may those who have passed by refuse to give them this blessing. The Lord bless you. We bless you in the Lord's name. (laughs) This psalm, as we stated, is a psalm of ascent, but it reflects Israel's struggle as a nation. There are many struggles as a nation. Notice that the first verse speaks to their rocky beginning (laughs) of this tiny little nation, all that they experienced. And I believe that these first four verses can be referencing their time of enslavement in Egypt, as well as their exile under the Assyrians and the Babylonians. Could be any one of those, or all three, or more. Did you notice the reference to working in a field, you know, agriculture, their backs representing the land that has been decimated and plowed by others, which probably occurred when they were under exile because both the Assyrians and the Babylonians came in and just, you know, destroyed things. You know, the second session, second of this psalm, Um, is of imprecation. And remember, we talked about imprecation. They're cursing their enemies. And notice the language um, used here as well. They want them to retreat in defeat. Now, let's remember that there was a lot of fighting in the earlier days of Israel for it to establish itself as a nation. Even under David's rule, when he became king, you know, there were battles to be fought. So it should come as no surprise that the author uses this imagery to to curse his enemies. However, as they're cursing their enemies at the end, they do not forget that God has delivered them, right? Even before, right? That's in verse 4 where they say that God has cut their ropes so that they are free. Out of all of this, Israel never forgets that God is faithful. In their imprecation, they also want to reduce their enemies to grass on a rooftop. 
And I think it's interesting that it's not just grass itself because they're an agrarian society. So grass was very crucial for their livestock, right? For them to thrive. But it's grass on a rooftop. (laughs) That is useless to them. How can animals come up on a rooftop to eat? Now, of course, today we know that there are wealthy people who have penthouse apartments with grass or artificial grass to assimilate a yard so that this idea isn't as foreign to us as it was them. But I found that kind of funny. To them, it's utterly useless. (laughs) And lastly, the very last verse, they envision, you know, their enemies as crops of grass that has been neglected, that the farmer has ignored it and therefore it dies, which is ultimately the faith that they wish upon their enemies is for them to go away and die. So much so that they don't want anyone to help them. And that's what the very last verse is in verse 8. The word blessings, you know, they don't want anyone to bless them with the saying of the Lord bless you, bless you in the name of the Lord. But blessings can also be seen as any form of help, you know, to provide aid or words of encouragement. Nope, they don't want their enemies to have any of that. And we've discussed how it isn't our role to curse people, right? To wish ill upon them. Jesus tells us that we're to pray for our enemies. Therefore, we leave, you know, their poor behavior, poor choices, decisions, whatever it is that they have done that has offended us. We just leave it up to God and allow him to deal with it. And to have the confidence in knowing that he will in his timing and in his way. Now, how can we look at this psalm through the lens of caregiving, you ask? Well, I'm glad you did. (laughs) This season of caregiving may not be your first season. Or it may have come on the heels of another, you know, harsh season that had left you depleted. And you thought, I just, you know, I don't have any more to give, Lord. And you feel as, as the Israelites did. That you've always experienced some type of hardship that you can't seem to get from up under, you know, the rock. Your proverbial back is raw from the many cuts you've received in the way of discrimination, isolation, lack of encouragement from others in your season of caregiving, financial hardships due to caring for loved ones, and just, you know, a lack of support. Hmm. All this has left you wounded and perhaps a little bitter. But, and this is a big but, you must know in your heart that God is with you that he is good, that seasons do not last always, even if you've come on the heels of another one, that, you know, God has a plan for you. I have a cousin who um, took care of her. Well, actually, she, she watched her dad die. He had kidney disease and decided that he did not want, you know, another kidney. And so he died at home and she witnessed that. And then a year after that experience, then her mother um, was ill with leukemia and she took care of her and she died at home as well, which is always our prayer, 
for our parents to, when I say our, I mean my family members, for them to be at home in a loving place. And sometimes that's just not the case, but that was our prayer, it was her prayer. And now she finds herself caring for an elderly aunt. (laughs) And so she travels back and forth from where she stays to where this aunt is. And when she sent me the text stating that she was doing this again, my comment to her was, you must be an awesome caregiver because God places her in this position. And so, and I didn't mean that to be trite. I meant that sincerely because we know that God never gives us more than we can handle. I could handle one season of caregiving. She can handle more. You may be able to handle more. Whatever you do, don't curse others. Don't curse others who have not helped you. Or don't become envious of those who aren't caregivers, you know? Instead, pray. Ask God to help you through, to help you not grow bitter or angry. Ask him to help you to trust him and to help him and help you to know that he is good regardless of the season that you find yourself in. As we discussed, it's no easy road for us as Christians. We've seen in the Bible, the people who have followed God have had hardships, but through it all, they remained faithful. And so that's what I encourage you to do today, is to remain faithful to the God who loves you. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for this time where we reflect and we learn about your goodness during times of hardship. As the Israelites, as they established their nation, as you helped them establish their nation, it wasn't easy. They had battles that they had to fight. And as a result of their disobedience, there were times where they were in exile. But through it all, you remained faithful to your word. And since you are the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we know that you will be faithful to your word with us, to the word that is in your word that says that you have a good plan for us, a plan to bring us, um, to make us prosper, a plan to give us hope. And then, Father, those are, there are those individual promises that you've made to each of us that it's between you and I, that no one knows the promise that you've given me just me and so we thank you father for being an individual god as well as a collective god that there are collective promises that you've given us but as well as the personal ones and for the personal promises god that you have given to the listeners today i ask father that you bring those to their memory and so that they can keep their hope planted in you rooted and grounded in you Help them to never forget that you are good, even as they may be experiencing hardships, as caregiving can be a very heavy load. I ask that you provide them help. I ask that you provide them with a support group. I ask that you provide them with the person whom they're caring for who is kind and appreciative. But if you don't, Father, help them still to know that you are God and that you love them this we ask in Jesus name we pray amen all right my dear podcast family enjoy your Saturday and go minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus bye